I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to the future of real estate on your home for success. 105.7. Remember to find your next home at homeguidetulsa.com. One address, thousands of homes, homeguidetulsa.com. The burden of proof as it, reta- as it pertains to uh, private property rights and Representative Tom Gann is here with me to, to talk about this. There's a, an alarming trend that is eroding private property rights. And we're talking about home ownership, about a small investor who has a couple of rental properties, especially as it pertains to, we, I keep, keep reinforcing the little guy, a very large percentage of housing, rental housing is provided not by big corporations, but by mom and pop. People who are saving for retirement, who may have moved up and kept their other home for rental so that they have a place for a child going to college or just some passive income. And that's what the American dream is all about. That's, that's what our, our private property right is all about. It's one of the things that makes the United States a very unique country is how we have developed as uh, our ownership of property, which derives from royalty. If you trace it all the way back into early days, only royalty owned real estate. And today here in our country, you can own real estate and you deserve to have those. Our entitlement here is that that you have the rights and the enjoyment that's associated with that. Well, as that is eroded and it's happening through proposals and bills all across the country, that takes away our, our ability to enjoy that dream here in our country. It's very dangerous for all of us, whether you consider yourself an investor or um, uh, think much about private property rights. It impacts you directly. Representative Gann, can you tell me through, you did a, um, a, a judicial committee special session. What, what do you call it? I spoke at it. I should know. Uh, the interim study you spoke at. Okay. And, and it was pertaining to these uh, these threats and, and kind of educating our legislators on what what we're seeing that boots on the ground. Can you tell me the results of that? Uh, on the interim study? Yes, sir. The Yes, I, th- I think it revealed much about what we were concerned about happening. First of all, w- uh, when I presented um, the first bill, which was a year during the during the pandemic, I don't think people had quite the understanding of of what we were uh, anticipating to happen in the rental market. And then the um, COVID was now over, and we're we're into a new year here, and yet we see high rentals, we see in, inflation, we have a constricting in the market, we have big huge equity firms buying up large tracts of of housing. Uh, single-family units and then converting it into rentals because they're making money and and it's just quick flash make it quick and and sell it off raise the rents make it uh, make money and then sell it off this activity that's taking place that's drawn a lot of the rentals out from under the supply has has decreased and, and you're and we're talking about something that's frequently called our vernacular would be i buyers institutional buyers and those yes those uh entities that that buy and own thousands of homes sometimes buying out entire neighborhoods meaning that an individual homeowner potential purchaser um, does not have the opportunity to purchase that house anymore and if they're a renter they're not negotiating with a, a single individual or what we would call mom and pop landlord 
that provides an, an enormous diversity across the market when you have that large number of home of, of landlords, the, the variation of individuals. When you have an, a corporate owner, then you have one choice, and that's their choice. And is that what you're getting at here? Yes, we're getting we're getting at what the CDC moratorium on evictions thought that they were going to try to alleviate. They made worse by doing that, and the big pu public uh, private equity firms, the investment banks, that came in and, and swooped in, and are buying uh, buying all these properties. And the mom and pa, the ones that that have the intimate relationship with the tenants, that understand the ebb and flow of life, and can make those adjustments along the way, have been. Uh, run out of the market because they have they can't make their mortgage they get out they don't have that long-term over time return on their investment and and so it was a self-fulfilling prophecy i think is what is what we found out in in this session when i presented my bill because now we've had all this money available to tenants it didn't get to the landlord and now rents are high availability is low and and there's nobody to blame but the federal government and government's involvement in this. It's whatever the government takes by force will create much more problems for us down the line. And I think, I think out of the interim study, and then the presenting of my bill this time, they I think, and whether or not they admit it to themselves or not, the ones that are on the other side of this, that they've created this problem by uh, the federal government's created this problem. And we should have pushed back quickly on this when the CDC came out and, and made that moratorium. So, Well, and that's, it's, it's one of those things I think we look back and, and we kick ourselves. But at the time, you just you didn't know what was happening. And right. uh, you're just kind of going along trying to survive. And when you're one of the small landlords, you're thinking, I just need to make my mortgage payment. What do I need to do to make my mortgage payment today? And you're operating... Yeah out of, uh, of necessity, an emergency, not out of a master plan of this is the best long-term decision. So here we are, and now we're talking about how to unravel that. And unraveling this, I, I, I have to reinforce, because there are many fewer landlords than there are tenants. So it's easy to have a, a mass appeal to a group of tenants and say, oh, look how evil the landlord is. But what's important is the voice of the landlord is helping to maintain that availability of the housing that we're trying to hold hold available to the people who need it. And when you when you make it difficult on the landlord, you're taking away those options in the market. That's going to be the end result. You can have the feel-good process of, oh, let's make it hard on the landlord, let's put requirements on them, and you think that's going to fix it. And in the end, the landlords just say, yeah, it's not worth it. And uh, as I've done with one of my buildings, it's just not worth it. I, there's not anything in there for me, for my family. So I just shut it down. It's boarded up. It's uh, yeah. better as a vacant building. And, and that's typical across the board. Well, we don't want that. And that's the importance of su supporting private property rights. Whether you are an investor or not, this matters to you. And one of the bills we're talking about here, House Bill 3238, and uh, we'll bring up some others here as they, as they work through the House to, um, th to talk about that impact and how the, the feel-good title can actually have the reverse effects and make it difficult on the people we're actually trying to help. I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to The Future of Real Estate. And uh, Representative Tom Gann, thank you. Thank you. Good talking to you. You're listening to The Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.